Hi, welcome to the Lost in Translatic podcast with me, Alex Jafaris. Hello and welcome back once again. So it's taken forever to get this out, as I had probably warned in the previous episodes, but it was for reasons that I did not expect. Uh, there is a, a massive construction site outside and it's uh, driving me crazy because it's just thudding and drilling and lots of very frustrating sounds. So the only times I could really sit down and get this done were times where the workers of uh, my lovely town decided to make as much noise as possible. I've also kind of decided that these workers don't like me. Um, they've never met me. I've never met them. But uh, only someone as evil as they could think of using all the loudest machines that they possibly have in the morning. And when I say morning, I don't mean, oh, 9, 10 a.m. I mean, that'd be, that would be normal, you know, working hours like the rest of society. But no, why do builders get to start at 7.15? Why? Hmm? Okay, I hear some of you say, oh, but it's because of traffic. They got to beat morning, you know, the rush hours and all that stuff. No, because this place is away from the traffic. They are here to spite me. They are here to annoy me every morning. They are here because they know I hate mornings. And just quickly for the night workers, when I said that day workers are, you know, normal society, you're part of normal society too. But you know what? We never see you and you never see us. And maybe it's better that way. Maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe, maybe turn into ghouls when you see the sun. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'm talking out of my arse because I actually have no idea what I want to talk about. Is that bad? It's only episode three. It's just that, you know, I had this plan that I kind of went over in my first two episodes that, you know, I wanted to every couple of weeks go over this, you know, similar themes or subjects or or vibe. And the more I thought about it, the more, uh, well, the more I thought about it now, the more I realized that it was kind of stupid to, one, think that and two, share it because I've never done this before. I, I, it's one thing that you think or plan in your head ends up being completely different in practice. And I realized that I don't really want to be doing it like that. And I want this podcast to first and foremost suit me because it's for my enjoyment first and foremost. And the fact that there's a few of you listening is pretty funny to me and quite awesome. You know, it's uh, what was it? 70 ish people listen to my first podcast, which is mind boggling because I don't think I've spoken to 70 people over the last three years. And um yeah, it's just strange to think that that many people wanted to actually check it out. So thank you for that. And the second one what was 30, 35 people. So hey, if we get past 15, we'll be good. We'll be good, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the disclaimer. That's right, the disclaimer. This American apple pie institution known as parental discretion will cleanse any sense of innuendo or sarcasm from the lyrics which might actually make you think and will also insult your intelligence at the same time. So, protect your family! This album contains explicit depictions of things which are real. These real things are commonly known as life. So, if it sounds sarcastic, don't take it seriously. If it sounds dangerous, do not try this at home or at all. And if it offends you, just don't listen to it. You keener-eared 
folk might realize that the tone of my voice changes sometimes uh, in the middle of a sentence. Um, that is because of these workers. I've had to kind of hit stop a million times and re-record, unrecord, blah, 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 blah. It's got hugely frustrating re-recording everything from scratch. So I'm kind of treating this this podcast like a patchwork. It's kind of a mix and match and a, hopefully it'll flow well enough. Anyways, enough small talk. Uh, I'm going to click away a little bit here. I'm just going to go straight to a news web. Let's go to the BBC. Let's see what the BBC has to tell us today. All right, here we go. BBC News. Top headline. <laughs> Fantastic. Nigeria demands back stolen money in UK. Is this about? Yes, yes it is. So apparently uh, the lovely Prime Minister of the UK, uh, David Cameron, and... Uh, people around him. I don't really remember the exact setting, but I read that amongst themselves, I think there was a, there was a bishop there or a cardinal, important people. In any case, Cameron called Nigeria and I believe it was Afghanistan as fantastically corrupt. And today, Nigeria demands back stolen money in the UK. Nigerian President Mohamedou Buhari says he wants the return of stolen assets, not an apology, after the UK PM calls his country fantastically corrupt. Now, this is just brilliant. I mean, why, why, why is this even printed? I mean, why is he doing... Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to begin. This is hilarious. So, basically, look, I mean, if, if countries in Europe can be corrupt, Nigeria and Afghanistan are totally corrupt. So, obviously, Cameron and his peers were telling the truth, uh, albeit an, a very ill-timed truth. And it's not to say uh, there's no corruption in the UK either. Let me just set that straight. Uh, I'm not saying one country is better than the other. But this charade, this political game that happens day in, day out is driving me bananas because it's all talk. And the fact that people actually sit there, lap it up and believe it, that might just be the scariest part. Speaking of believing scary things, it's kind of like saying I can't believe that what is it, you know, almost roughly whatever half of the voters in the USA are actually considering... Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump. So you're basically saying that you're okay by having your country led by a xenophobic racist. Fantastic. And xenophobic racist are probably two of the, the kinder terms we can attribute to him. The world has gone insane. What else does it say here? Dozens killed in Baghdad car bombings. Islamic State, the full story. So we're, we're kind of par for a course, it seems. Uh, there's impeachment stuff going on in Brazil. Actually, I was going to hopefully have a guest on this week, which, again, uh, didn't happen. Not to his fault uh, or mine, but the workers. Well, it is actually a little bit my fault. Uh, my scheduling got a little out of hand, and then it just never worked out in unison with this guy. And this guy lives in Brazil, and we wanted to have a little chit-chat about what is happening in Brazil at the moment as far as Rousseff uh, goes, um, the pres presidente, el presidente, and also, uh, as far as Zika virus goes, and the Olympics coming up. And I actually read, uh, do all of you remember a, a Brazilian footballer in, I believe it was the 90s, called Rivaldo? He was, uh, well, in my mind, he's famous for having the ball kicked towards him as he's at the corner flag. The ball going nowhere near him, and him falling to the ground, clutching his face. Welcome to football, eh? He, um... He just released an interview or whatever it was, an article, or he was interviewed in an article 
where he's urging people to stay away from Brazil for the Olympics because they might die. <laughs> I, I'm amazed at this. This is a Brazilian man telling people to not go to his home country, saying that they might die. First of all, let's, let's just point out this guy is a multi-gazillionaire because he played for all the biggest football teams. Plus, he lives in New York, I hear. And only goes back once in a while. So he's one of those guys that pretends to be from where he's from. You know, like, oh, I've still got the roots. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Brazilian. I'm from the street. I'm from a favela. Let's, let's just, you know, put it out there right now. It's, you're not going to die if you go to Brazil. Do you run the risk of uh, being murdered in Rio, uh, as we've been told so often? Yeah, yeah, yes, you are. Just like uh, you might get murdered in London or uh, in New York. Or anywhere for that matter but basically just don't my my philosophy for travel has always been don't act like a tit don't go down that road that looks a little bit shady don't look into a person's eyes if he looks a bit angry and 99.99 percent of the time you'll probably be just fine i went to rio two years ago and it was awesome and i had never felt so safe in a major city in my life and i went wherever i wanted with reckless abandon maybe i ended up all in the right streets but what i'm saying is it's all a matter of how you approach it, and if you are truly worried about being murdered uh, in a city in a different country, one, you're falling for the propaganda, this xenophobia, uh, xenophobic propaganda that is being spouted everywhere nowadays, and second of all, you're probably not the brightest light bulb in the, in the, you know, in the what? What, what, what do we collect light bulbs in? In the box? Maybe I should think through these uh, word puns before I say them. In any case, if you're thinking about going to Brazil, just go. A friend of mine, next colleague, she just came. I think she's just been traveling around Brazil for the last few months because it's photo after photo and album after album of her adventure. And it's freaking fantastic. You can blatantly tell that she's doing a lot of living and very little of dying. So don't listen to Rivaldo. Don't listen to people that try and scaremonger you into not doing something. If you feel like you want to do it and you're confident, do it. Do it! Just do it! Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! <laughs> I appreciate that it has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it just seemed too perfect an opportunity. Shia LaBeouf, hey, whatever happened to that guy? I actually don't think he's crazy. I'm one of the few that don't think all these Hollywood people that do go crazy are actually crazy. I think if you're not going crazy, then you're kind of crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? We're building towers
appreciate that there's uh, some of you out there that might be a little upset with my point of view. Maybe I'm not regarding things like Zika in a high enough regard, but look, I mean, how many times in the last 15 to 20 years have have we seen a a disease or a virus come about that we've never heard of that the news and the, you know even the WHO go absolutely crazy about say x y and z you know it's dangerous it's this it's that don't go there don't do this don't touch that definitely don't go there and then it kind of peters out very quickly and I I'm always wondering at the end you know to what gain to what end is this you know what is the what is the point of freaking everyone out if history shows that most times than not these things are nowhere near as cataclysmic as uh, the news might have you think I mean if it was the plague you know if if we if we could literally see people dying all the time all around us because of a specific disease in a concentrated area yeah I get it that's fine. But whenever we hear things being talked about in epic proportions, that's that's not epic. I mean, think about it. The plague wiped out what I I'm going to get the facts wrong and the numbers wrong, so, you know, don't go all crazy over me. But I think I read something like a third of Europe died or a quarter or more or less, or whatever, even if it's millions. The fact that millions of people died is absolute madness. Whereas here, not here, I don't know enough about Zika and hopefully I will do uh, when I speak to my buddy in Brazil soon. But what I do know is uh, bird flu didn't kill that many people compared to an actual epidemic. I think the closest thing we've come to recently is uh, Ebola. And that was scary. I have to admit that Ebola is one disease that I that scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, mainly because I feel like it's um, volatile and um, very difficult to be contained. But then... The backlash against African countries was abhorrent. I mean, the fact that there were screenings done to people in the U.S. airports just because they were African passport holders from countries that are as far away from each other from, you know, the areas where Ebola was struck than, let's say, L.A. to Chicago. It's It just really bums me out that everything that happens in today's world has to be maxed out to the extreme for positive and mostly for negative for example even if there's something positive let's you know let's go back to football um oh this is the best tournament in history oh this was the best match since uh, 1980 whatever uh oh this is definitely the best player x for that x position since you know, everything is compared to something. Everything is always the best. Everything is always the new extreme. Because you know what? It sells clicks and copies. And that's the problem. And it drives me absolute, pardon the word, but batshit crazy. It's, it, there's, not, there's very little in this world that annoys me more than this right now. Because everything is held up to a really high pedestal. And we kind of lose sight over what actual, what, what actual amazement should be. You know, what actual miracles should be. Yeah, but anyways, that's just the way I guess things are right now, and we have to make do, or do we? I don't know. It could be a discussion for another day. And um, at this point, uh, I don't think I want to carry on talking about that. But I will say, going back to the, the virus thingies, I know that my medical terminology is way all over the place. I, I, I You know, disease, virus, getting it the right word, etc., epidemic. 
that's not the point here. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not here to get the words right. We're here to get the idea right. Not even right. I just want to make sure that you don't take my uh, actual vocabulary for, for gospel because I'm tired. I've been mucking about with this podcast for God knows how long now. It's a patchwork, like I mentioned earlier, and my brain is starting to feel a bit like a patchwork now. frustrated I feel right now in recording this podcast. I found a small lull in the noise outside, so I've decided to give it a go and finish it up before they start again. So thanks for putting up with it <laughs> once again. I hope that next week um, I will, well, I say next week, it'll be whenever I damn well feel like it. There will be a guest, uh, and if it's not the guy in Brazil, it'll be someone else equally as interesting and exotic. And instead of noise coming out of my mouth and into your ears, which is probably frustrating you by now, and instead of noise coming into my room and not allowing me to make the noise that will go into your ears, I'm going to leave you with some real noise that is really, really, really good. And until next time, thanks for listening. It's been the Lost in Translatic podcast. Yeah.